choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Hello, 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 friends and associates. I'm KMGZ at Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking Podcast. I'm back. What up? Sorry for the delay, but it's the holidays. Y'all have to understand. Um, I'm on vacation and I am vacationing. Like everybody asks me, what you doing? What you doing? You going home? First of all, this is home for me now. Um, and second of all, I'm relaxing. Like, um, just, oh, precur. I don't know what to say. I mean, I do have it planned out, but this is like a holiday episode. So I don't know this, this might just be the chatty patty episode, but, um, I, um, I was telling people like, or I have been telling people like, 2022 was a great year for me. Awesome. But it was non-stop. Like, when I started in January, if y'all listen, y'all know, when I started in January 2022, um, yeah, is that right? I think that's when I got the Group 9 Media job, or it might have been the end, yeah, I think it was the end of 2021 is when I got the Group 9 Media job. So, I, I, when I, I was there, and then when they went to the Vox, to Vox Media, or when they merged, or whatever, I forgot what they, yeah, I think they merged, um, went to Vox Media, and then that's when I went to the Orchard, so I've been, and I've been non-stop since, like, the end of 2021, and I'm not complaining, but it, I'm just looking forward to 2023, just being in one position, not constantly, because, you know, I was interviewing, and I didn't tell y'all, you know, my whole journey, and I know a lot of y'all went on the same fucking journey, all these three and four stage interviews, like, non-stop for, like, two years, that shit was draining, and, um, I, I'm just, I'm, so I'm looking forward to 2023 to just being one job and one role. I've gotten a handle a little, you know, somewhat. I've been, I've been in group, uh, fuck. Damn. I said my job name. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well. Um, I've been there for eight months now and I'm starting to really get a little handle on the main stuff that I do, you know, but I'm, I'm, the role that I'm in is kind of a, the role outside of litigation. And that's just because I chose to tap out of the litigation outside of litigation. The role that I do is, um, kind of like a jack of all trades, so I do like our main, we have two main, uh, deal structures that we do, I do the main one, I help out on the other one, but there's lots of other stuff that we do that's just not really covered, so any kind of sponsorship, any kind of live event, any kind of talent agreement, any kind of vendor agreement, any kind of independent consultant agreement, any kind of just outside of like the normal, what we do, which is distribution, that's me, and so it's just a lot that I, you know, as soon as I feel like I got something down, here comes something else, so, but I like, you know, I love it, and I like jobs like that, because, a little small tip, if you don't know, that's really how you learn, like, that's, you know, I know a lot of people, and listen, I'm not one of these people, if you are, God bless you, and I get it, I know there's a lot of people, they don't want to be challenged at work, they just want to come to work, do the same thing, go home, because they got, you know, they job ain't they life, they got other shit that, you know, I get that, but I'm not one of those people, I need to be challenged at work, I like to learn new things at work, and so, and that's how you grow and stretch, and particularly as an attorney, because, you know, we all graduate law school, and we all pretty much, 
have the same basic skills, but like what I, what I'm learning in in this role is like a lot. I, law is really, I mean, legal is really like a, a kind of a almost a a misnomer because you're not you're really doing a lot of business in in the type of role and company that I work for in the, in the in the entertainment industry. Legal is usually called business and legal affairs. Because, you know, it's not, unless you're doing litigation where you're just dealing with claims and lawsuits and things like that, you're really doing a lot of business. You're structuring deals, you're advising people on how to structure deals, you're advising people on how they should not structure deals, what's going to, hey, if you do this, that might violate this, or this might give you an issue with this. Like, it's really, it's really a lot of business. And where the trick comes in, or where the, I won't say a hard part, but where the challenge comes in is you still have to tie that to legal principles, right, so, um, you have to, like, it's just a lot of switching that your brain has to do, like, you have to understand, all right, these are the rights that we have, or we want, or we need, or we don't have, how can we make, how can we make this happen, or structure this particular deal with that in mind, like, okay, because a lot of times, like, the other side, I'm finding also, like, they're not, like, the artist attorney, the artist may not necessarily understand either, like, the deal, like, cause we're not, we're not a record label, we, we, we do distribution and we do artist services, so we deal with, um, independent, quote figures are independent, cause independent doesn't really mean what people think it means all the time, but we deal with, um, a lot of independent artists and, and, and creators, and so a lot of times, they're not even, we have to help them understand what it is we do in the deal, you know, when we get the agreements back, like, no, we can't do that because of this, we can't do that because we don't really control this, this is what we control, this is what we can do, so it's a lot of business that I'm learning, and it's a lot of me having to, like, I can't really explain it, I just, I'm switching my brain back and forth, like, you know, and it's, it's challenging, but it's also very tiring, right, because I can come in one day, and I think that, you know, I have sent an agreement out, and I think it's going to be easy, and we and we do stuff all over the world too, right? So you have to deal with like people in other countries, and one of the most challenging companies to deal with are the countries. And I knew this just from my we did the same thing at, at Barclays. Like anytime you're dealing international with international um, clients and companies, you you run across this. But there's just a different view of legal business and how to do. St- how to do stuff, and like, so a lot of times, you know, you'll send what you think is a very simple agreement back, because it is, because at the end of the day, we'll, you know, we're a pretty big company, and pretty, you know, uh, our reputation is pretty strong, so we'll negotiate on some things, but a lot of things, like, we're, we're just not gonna do that, like, you know what I mean, like, we're, we're, like, it's not, you either want this deal or you don't, like, because the thing is, you, if you're dealing with us, I'm telling y'all a whole lot, but whatever. We are the company to come to. If you, you're dealing with us, like, we don't, put it like this, we don't deal with people who are just on the come up. We deal with people who, one, are are big enough that they don't want to have to deal with a record label because they, you know, they just like a, they just want, you know, hey, I have my own, I'm a big star, I have my own uh, uh, management and all this and all that, I just need y'all to, I, I can handle on my end what I need to do as far as recording and all of that, with my company and my producers and all of that, I just need y'all to distribute my shit, they want to cut the label out, that's us, you're, and, and, but you're also dealing with, like, mainly with, like, people who are, so here's an example, Bad Boy is a label, right, 
a company like Bad Boys who we would deal with because they're looking, they have, so they are record label, they have their artists signed to them or whatever, they're making the records to their record label, but for distribution, they would deal with us, so it's like, we deal with a lot of record labels, um, and stuff like that, so and, and they're coming to us for our networking, because what we do, we do what we do very well, our biggest artist is one of the biggest artists in the world, I'm not gonna say who it is, I don't know, I told y'all too fucking much but he's the one of the big probably the biggest artist in the world right now that's, that's our like biggest client we deal with that level, so certain stuff we're not gonna just, you know, but we we try, but like Asia's a challenge because them motherfuckers like they just want you get you just run across some countries where they try to they think their job is to negotiate everything and, and change everything and it's just like no we're not doing that we're not doing that we're not doing that <laughs> like we're not doing that like you either want you know like we're not you either want our services or you don't yes we can give you this yes we can give you that we not we're not doing all this back and forth like we're not some mom and pop here you know what I mean like they try to like you're dealing with who you're dealing with who's, we're not no small fry, you know what I mean, like, so either take it or leave it, so, but it's a lot of that, right, so it's a lot of big stuff, it's a lot of small stuff, it's a lot of headache stuff, it's a lot of, anybody who works in legal knows this, it's a lot of motherfuckers holding the shit for like two and three weeks, they holding it, and they want to give it to you, and be like, okay, we need this done by today, so we can get paid, and it's like, it's an emergency, it's like, it's not an emergency, it's not an emergency at all, you don't know what I, I have things on my desk that are emergencies, truly, for the company, and for legal, this ain't it, this is just something that you should have gave me two weeks ago, and you're not finna bother me today, because it's due, I don't know what to tell you, if I could get to it, I get to it, if I can, I can't, if your shit gets snatched down, it gets snatched down, I don't know what to tell you, because you can't, you know, we, so that's one thing that us as a legal team, we have been talking about going forward, we need to educate people on, like, listen, you need to get us involved earlier, not later, y'all be agreeing to shit, and making decisions, saying you can do shit, and then giving it to us to approve the last minute, it's like, first of all, I don't have time, and second of all, we can't approve this, cause this, 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 and that, so, yeah, so, anyway, I said that all to say, is I'm very tired, so I need this rest, because this has been a great year, but it has been a fucking steep, steep, steep learning curve, and I'm used to this, I had this in the military all the time, like, I listen, I, they threw me in, you a Russian linguist, okay, you doing with Russia, oh, 9-11, oh, now you want these anti-terror Arabic niggas, we need you to catch all these people, that all these high-value targets, okay, <laughs> now, now you in Afghanistan, we need you to, we need you to help these, these uh, special forces and recon the SEAL guys, we need you to tell them where to go and what to do, okay, you know, so I'm, I'm used to that, and that's, that's, that's where I thrive, that's where I, I, I love it, I know, I have a very good friend, Miles, me and him, first we started out P, PWC, then we went to Barclays, he's a total opposite, he's like, I don't want no, str- I just want a job where I could check the boxes, every day I come in, I know exactly what I mean, he's like, cause I do not give, I don't even want, barely want to work, I'm trying to retire early, I really don't give a fuck, I'd rather be out vacationing, summertime, he be out Fire Island working remote, like, he's just, like, not the work dude, right, and I get it, I'm just not one of the people, I'd be bored to death, and to, if I, jobs like that, I'd be bored to death, and just miserable, and, like, stressed out, because it's like, oh my god, like, my brain is turning to mush, so, I, I, I love this shit, but I'm very tired, 
So that was a roundabout way to say, y'all got to excuse me for being late, dragging, whatever, but I'm really trying to relax. I have not been doing a fucking thing. I ain't going, I mean, I have. I've been going out, like, you know, I got my little Starbucks drink. That peppermint mocha is nasty, by the way. That shit tastes like uh, chemicals, and it ain't got no caffeine in it. Y'all do a lot of hype about that. Now, the gingerbread latte, they ain't bring that shit back, or at least not at this one on Linux. That was a hit. Y'all need to bring that back. That eggnog latte, trash. Um... And then it's another one, so they have the one down by where I work on Bond Street. They got, um, what was that one? It was like a ginger, not gingerbread, like an orange ginger spice, something. It was like one of those special, you know how some stores have special ones? Man, that shit was good. But generally, um, that's what I've been doing. I've been walking around after I wanted to get this recording down for y'all, because I'm got i going to go out and, and, and go to this market over on East Harlem I've been wanting to go to, because they said they got the small turkey wings. Um... But yeah, so anyway, I'm back, sorry to hold y'all, that was a long intro, but here we go. I also don't know how long it's gonna be, but seeing as I always rattled on that intro, it might be a little bit long. Okay, this also, just so you know, might be the last one before the new year, I don't know, I might try to give y'all another one, but these, I have a lot of stuff on my, relaxing stuff, stuff I wanna do, but I got stuff on my calendar, I got programs to watch, I, I got video games to play and to download, I had quit the video game for a while, downloaded some more, so I do that, um, I was trying to get back on my meta, but I'm locked out, like, I don't know, I don't understand, it's like this circle of passwords that I can't fucking figure out, they like, okay, if you can't remember your password, hit forget password, so you hit forget password, and they take you to this other one, and it's like, use your Facebook password, okay, so I don't be on Facebook, but I have, you know, I use Facebook for like the logins when I be buying shit, so I just, it's, it's locked into my computer, so I hit that, and they're like, oh, well, you already have the meta account, use that password, I'm like, that's the password I'm supposed to be asking y'all about, so anyway, I can't figure it out, I don't know what I need to do, they sent me to some website, it seemed like you need to know the password that you don't know to reset and unlock your new password, so I don't understand what to do, so I don't know, I might just be locked out of that meta forever, I don't know, but, um, but that's what I've been doing, I'm, I'm gonna go see, um, uh, uh, some movies, I went to see, um, well, I was supposed to go see, uh, the Whitney movie yesterday, but my, um, person I was gonna go with canceled, and it was kinda cold, and I really ain't wanna go, so I was, like, not too upset that he canceled, so I didn't go, I went to see Mariah on the first night of vacation, what was that night? Wednesday, the 16th, I went to see Mariah at Madison Square Garden, it was amazing, y'all, so I'm into the show now, I should've said that, I'm gonna get to yours and negative in a second too, but I'm just into the show so, Mariah, I went to see her at Madison Square Garden oh, I had the good seat, so I don't know if I told y'all the story, I said it on Twitter, so, when her tickets went on sale, I knew I wanted to be close, I was, I, just general for shows, I'm, I I get the experience and all that, but I'm not going to sit all the way to, to the tip top Madison Square Garden I'm, I, if I'm gonna go to an actual concert, I wanna be close enough, I wanna see you, I just want it to be an experience, I don't wanna be way up in the sky, right, um, so I was like, alright, so when I went to Rihanna's show, Rihanna had her show at Barclays, and the tickets I got there, um, so if you ever, if you go to these shows, you know the very front section, like right in the front, it'd be a, a lot of celebrities and stuff in there, but you also have to stand, I don't know if y'all know that, but in that front section, it don't all the time be seats, you have to stand a lot, and I'm not to stand for the whole show, nigga, like, you know, the celebrity, I don't know, they be going back, I don't know, but I knew that, 
So I knew that from the Rihanna show because the, the Rihanna show, I had perfect tickets. I picked it perfectly. So where I usually go is I usually get the section right behind that. So if you go to the show, any show, it's that first little celebrity, that little section, then there's the space, and then it's the second section right on the floor. That second section is perfect because, again, you're not in the celebrity section. You don't have to stand up, but you're still way fucking close, right? And they have the gap, so you can see over the people standing up. So the Mariah tickets came up. I looked at the front section. Them shits was $1,200. I was like, Mariah, love you to death, but I, I know Rihanna rumored to go on tour. I'm not sure if I believe that or not, because she hasn't dropped any new music, and she says she's not dropping new, she's just doing regular music for the Super Bowl. So I'm not sure that Rihanna's going on tour. But Janet is, and they say Beyonce going on tour. I don't know about her tour tickets either. I don't know if she's lying, telling the truth. But um, I said I was going to try to see Renata. I'm going to try. But I ain't guarantee I'm going to be there. Because like I said, I like the close seats. And, and from what I understand, these Beyonce tickets to be crazy. And I'm sorry I'm not paying all that money. So if I miss it, I'm sure it'll be on HBO or some shit. But anyway, the tickets I wanted. So I said no. Nah. But like I said, I didn't want to sit in that section anyway. I just wanted to see. You know, you got to do a heat check. Okay, if those are $1,200, I know about what tickets I want going to be. So I got mine back to, in my seat. The, where I messed up at is when I went to go in, it was a whole lot of seats. And I should have just, I don't know why. Because this is what I did to Rihanna show. You take the first, if you, if you can get any of the front row on that second section, get that. Because it's not going to be nobody in front of you. That's just, it's just going to be that walkway where the people walk through you know, to get to their section right there, so, but I, for some reason, I don't know why I didn't, I was like, oh, let me be back, because I, let me be back a little bit, so I took like three, four, yeah, about three, four seats back from that, it was still, it was really good seats, we were really close, um, only had, you know, it was a couple people in front of me, but it wasn't nobody really blocking the stage, because we were so close that, you know, when you're that close, the stage is still elevated, so it was no problem, but it was so good, she was wild late, and the thing is, I knew Mariah was gonna be late, right, I knew it, and the show started at 8, but I knew it wasn't gonna start at 8, cause I'm like, she just late, so I tied, I should have, I wasn't thinking, cause I got there like a little after 8, about 8.30, I should have just, something said, just wait till 9 o'clock, like, just, she not gonna be on stage, it got there at 8.30, mama was wild late, she didn't get on the stage till damn near 10 o'clock, it was very late, they brought the DJ out there, had that little bit, but then he, even he ran out of time, then we was just basically sitting there, right? <laughs> it was just sitting, waiting on Mariah, like, we was at the, at the plane, at the airport, so you know everybody just be sitting, waiting, that's how everybody was sitting, the crowd started doing the wave, the first row, the first level, they started doing the wave, somebody was fighting in the other section, but everybody basically was just sitting there, just waiting, all Mariah fans, knowing that Miss Mamas is gonna be late, right? She finally comes out, and she was like, oh, I love you guys, because she knows she was late. Um, but it was a great show, you know, people like to drag Mariah, she lost her vocals, this and Mariah Carey has not lost her vocals, Mariah Carey still sings, Mariah Carey's mic was on, Mariah Carey's not singing to a track, you can tell, when, for Lambs, we know, when Mariah puts that, those, I call them the note fingers, when she puts the note fingers up, and that, that, uh, singing hand up, she's singing, she don't, that's, she's doing that to modulate her tone, she has done that, if you watch her on anything, on on any live show she's ever done, uh, unplugged, anything, you see her doing that hand, that's how she modulates her notes, that's how you know she's singing, but you could tell she was singing anyway, because she was riffing, and she was doing the different runs, 
sounded great. She did sound like she was just getting over a cold, though. She had she had tea on the stage, and she kept going to the tea and drinking the tea. And so it was some notes where not that she didn't hit them, but she just wouldn't sing them. She would let the choir handle it, and the choir was amazing. The choir tore that shit up. That choir was was amazing. So I said, even her speaking voice, it was a little. It wasn't raspy, but if you, you had a cold, and you know, like, the day, the day when you first start to feel better, you know, you could go out, you could go to work, but your throat is still a little raspy from when you were sounding like shit. That's how her voice sounded. It was like a, just a little slight husk on my show. Um, so they showed the, uh, they recorded it, so we saw the cameraman coming through and everything. Matter of fact, the cameraman had tripped, and we had to help, we had to, like, hold him up and hold his camera, because he was about to go down, um, trying to film her. So he came through our section. He came through our section quite a few times. And um, so I noticed when they showed it last night that they blended the two shows. I don't know if it was Thursday and Friday or Wednesday. and Friday. I don't know which ones. Um, but they blended the two shows because I think they were kind of rushed because she kept saying that on stage. She was like, listen, I want to do it longer. I want to do blah, 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 but we didn't have enough time. You know, it wasn't enough dates and it's not my fault. And I've heard that. I've heard a lot of artists actually having issues because of all the backup from COVID and everybody trying to get back on the road and everybody trying to, and it's not a lot of time. Like if you, if you can't, you got to get in these dates or we can't get you in at all. So, um, but, um, so when I watched it last night, they spliced the two shows. So we at my show Friday night, it was the one where they had JD and Slick Rick. But I guess that some other show had Billy Porter. I'm glad I wasn't at that show. I prefer JD and Slick Rick. Mariah Carey is the most unintentionally hilarious person ever. Just the way she talks. She was on stage. Slick Rick came out, because she was like, this is my favorite rapper all time, so JD is like, doing what JD does, and Slick Rick was like, standing to the back, and Mariah, I don't know what she was, she was, um, JD was going off, was doing whatever, and she was like, I'm looking at the ensemble, darling, that's how she took a hand, <laughs> she went from like, head to toe, because Slick Rick had on some chain, that shit, if you saw that shit live, that shit was hilarious, she was just looking like, <laughs> Look at this thing he got on. Like, oh, he insult. He had on. She had on like he had on some two tone wallabies. Like she was just looking like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was just a very old nigga outfit moment. It was funny, um, but it was a great show. I always wanted to go, and I really just wanted. I was like, I I watched it on HBO. I think it was last year, and I was like, I want that snow to rain down on me for. Um, all I want for Christmas, and when that snow came down, boy, I felt like a five-year-old kid, I was like, yeah, like, I wanted to do that for so long, and I'm so glad I went, it was so great, it was such a great experience, that snow coming down was so dope, and that's the main reason I wanted to be on the floor, I was like, bitch, I'm getting the snow coming down on me, and it did, it was so amazing, so anyway, shout out to Mariah Carey, great show, um, okay, what's next, who do I want to talk about next, um, Okay, so let me just jump on this real quick. And this, I skipped over, but this is yours and Negritude. Yours and Negritude is going out to the Philadelphia Eagles who are 13-1, one game away from clinching the um, top seed in the NFL. And I just want to say, I watched that game on Sunday, or last Sunday when they played Chicago, and they're freezing cold. And you could tell that cold was whooping their ass. You could just tell. And I was screaming the entire game because they kept getting 
call and run plays for Jalen, like he was another uh, running back, they just kept, and they was hitting on Jalen, don't slide, I wish he would slide more, he doesn't slide, he was taking hits, it was cold, and I was like, stop fucking running, if he gets hurt in this fucking game, cause y'all keep running these run plays to him, you got all these wide receivers, fucking same stats every week, give Miles Sanders the ball, they didn't give Miles Sanders the ball to the second quarter, and I know that the sack that, it wasn't a sack, it was a tackle that Jalen got hurt on, because first of all, that should have been a flag if he was watching that game, he did actually slide on that play, and dude still hit him and drove him into the ground, but they didn't call no flag, it should have been a flag, that's what he hurt his shoulder on, I don't think it's a serious injury, because he's played the rest of the game and threw like another touchdown pass, so I think they're just being um, taking precautions, to understand but I just think it was unnecessary I thought the game was like, called dumb, like run the ball um, but we won, that's fine, look, everybody got everything to say about the Eagles, we 13-1, and one. we don't play nobody, I mean, we don't play everybody that, that everybody else is playing, and we beat them, so I don't know who else we gotta play, Jesus and them, I guess, Jesus and the 12 disciples, that's who we gotta play, I guess, um, but I just think this is bullshit, because I don't think Jalen's gonna play against the Cowboys, I really want him to play against the Cowboys, because I want the Cowboys' mouths shut, listen to me, I watch football, y'all know I don't like the sports talk, I never have, I never did, I watch the games, I ain't no expert, but I'm watching the games everybody else did, I'm not gonna sit here and say the Cowboys are not a good team, they're a good team, I'm watching the same football every week that everybody else is watching, okay, they're a good team, I'm not gonna say Dak's not a good quarterback, Dak is a good quarterback, I think he's a bit overrated, he is not in the conversation with Jalen Hurts as far as I'm concerned, okay, because he is not the offensive threat on his team that Jalen Hurts is on his, and he don't have the stats, that's just period full, but I'm not gonna act like he's not a good quarterback, he am, I hate the Cowboys, but I'm not like a hater, like I, I objectively can see that they're a good team, I just don't think they're as good as us, I don't think they can beat us okay, now we're gonna see what happened with Gore, and I'm not gonna sell Minshew short, because Minshew got, last season, Minshew played a good game, and listen, the Eagles are no stranger to having a step-in quarterback come in, last time that happened, we won a Super Bowl, I really want Jalen, I just want Jalen to play this game, because I just want to shut them, I'm tired of the fucking people acting like the Cowboys and the Eagles are on the same level, they are not, I'm not saying the Cowboys are not good, but they got four losses, and all they losses is the teams we beat, okay, and I don't care about how many points you put up on, on, on the Colts, and we only, that don't fucking matter, I don't, you only gotta win by one point, okay, nobody wins the Super Bowl because they beat a bum-ass team by 57 points, okay, I, I don't care about that shit, you only gotta win one, by one, the point is, games that we supposed to win, we win, and that's what elite teams do, that's what Super Bowl winning teams do, they win the games that they supposed to win, might not be pretty, might not be, uh, it might not be, you know, the best outing, but we walk away with the W, and the Eagles been doing that all season, that's why they only got one loss thus far, I'm not saying Minshew can't beat the court, the Cowboys, but the reason why the Eagles are so good, the reason why we the best team in the NFL is because there's too much, we are, we are balanced breakfast, there's, you have to stop way too much to beat us, basically the only way to beat us is the one loss we have, Washington, where we beat ourselves, we have to make mistakes, we have to play terrible, we have to be fumbling, we have to be having penalties, and even in that Washington game, we still, with all of that we was doing, we still had a chance to win, y'all, so we had like five chances to win, we just fucked them all up, that's what I'm saying, we have to beat ourselves, if you try to stop the run, Jalen throws from the pocket, if you try to, 
stop Jalen from throwing from the pocket, Jalen can run the ball. We got running back. We got other running backs who run the ball. We got two premier wide receivers. It's we have a we have a great defense. There's too much you have. You if you stop the run, we throw it on you. If you stop the throw, we running it on you. It's just too much you have to do to beat us. It's too much you have to account for. There's no other team that I've been watching the NFL all year that you can say that about. Most teams, if you can stop the run, you can probably beat them. If you can stop the long passes, you can probably beat them. If you can get to the quarterback, you can probably beat them. You can't get to our quarterback. Our quarterback can take off on you, okay? Our wide receivers, Devonta drops some balls that he can't, but shouldn't, but... Always open brown, you know. It's 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 you knock it. It's too much. It's too much. You have to do. We we oh, we got. I think three people with nine plus sacks. We getting three four sacks a game. It's too much. I don't see no other team out there that's that has those stats. That's 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 doing like we doing. And I'm not saying it's not other good teams out there. I'm saying. I just think we the best, and I think anybody who think we not is, is being a fucking hater. And as far as Jalen Hurts goes, he, to me, he's the runaway MVP. I'm sorry, and if they use these fucking injuries, which I see they gonna do, I see they gonna do, to claim that he's not MVP, no other, show me another quarterback with our record, with his stats. If Tom Brady, old ass, left his family for dead, Tom Brady, right now, on Tampa Bay, was 13-1 with the same stats Jalen Hurts has, there would be no discussion, this motherfucker ain't been to mail that MVP trophy to his fucking house already, probably married to Giselle, she gonna have to walk it over, cause Nick probably didn't change his address yet, but I'm, y'all know, I'm, y'all know that that's true, this, he's a black quarterback, they decided that they could write him off, like they try to do with, um, Lamar at Baltimore talking about he only run the quarterback. You know how they do the black, but Jalen off season went and now he's a pocket quarterback and the man throws the ball on a dime. If you watch the games, he throws the ball on a dime. And they can't say that no more. They can't write it, so they piss. So now they're talking about, oh, he has a good team. What kind of fucking stupid ass fucking excuse is that? Who in the MVP race didn't have a good team? I'm sorry. Name me the last MVP quarterback that was on a 1 and 13 team. Who, nobody looking at no losing team. Uh, they all on good teams. That's how you get MVP. Ain't nobody talking about Russell Wilson. He ain't on a good team. I mean, he's still, like, get the fuck out of here. Tom Brady on them years was on a good team. He the GOAT. Nobody ever said, oh, well, it, well, they actually did. They actually did say, some people actually did say it was the system. Tom went to the other team and showed it ain't the system. But I'm just saying. If, Tom, if Tampa Bay left my wife for dead ass Tom Brady right now was 13-1 and with the same stats and wins and touchdown passes that Jalen Hurts has, it would be no fucking discussion about We wouldn't be talking about Mahomes. We wouldn't be talking about Josh Allen. We wouldn't be talking about nobody. Not Dak Prescott, he's not an MVP conversation, but I'm just saying. We wouldn't be talking about none of these dudes. Tom Brady would be it. And them white boys would be jizzing all over themselves. The same ones talking about Jalen Hurt is it him or his team. Bitch, fuck you. And I know, that's all, I'm just upset that he's probably going to miss this game. I don't even care if they beat us because I think nobody with good sense thinks that they're the better team. And it's going to split it one and one. And it's not going to be with our starting quarterback. I'm telling y'all right now, and I could be wrong, but like I said, I've watched football, and I'm an Eagles fan. Look, I'm a long-time Eagles fan. I, 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 don't, I don't think the San Francisco can beat us, and I'm not saying they're not good, but I don't think they can beat us, and the Cowboys ain't going to beat us. 
I'm not saying, I think the road to the Super Bowl, put it like this, if anybody but the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to come through Philadelphia and beat us to get it. And I don't know what team is going to do that. It's not Minnesota. It's not Dallas. I don't think it's San Francisco. Uh, I don't I don't know who else. I'm, I'm forget, I feel like I'm, I'm forgetting a team. Uh, uh, oh, the Seahawks. Is it the Seahawks? I, I ain't peeped at the standards lately. I think the C, I think it might be the Seahawks. I don't think it's none of them. So we gonna see. All right, what's next? Uh oh. So I told y'all if y'all listen, I don't even think it was that long ago. I think it was two or three episodes ago when I told y'all that I don't. I think y'all sound crazy talking about Elon bought Twitter for this $44 billion to drive into the ground. I told y'all them Saudis and them people that spent, listen, $44 billion is a lot. Ain't nobody that rich that they can lose $44 billion. That's a lot of motherfucking money. That ain't no 10 million. That ain't no, ain't even a hundred million. $44 billion. $44 billion of them things. That's a lot of fucking money. Nobody is letting that shit go by the wayside. What did I tell y'all? I said I think those investors are gonna are gonna bunt butt in and they're gonna force Elon out and they're gonna make him appoint a CEO that knows what the fuck he's doing. And and lo and behold, what happened? What happened? I told y'all. I told y'all, it's no way. All this, all this, all this fainting couch and clutching pearls about all the changes of Twitter. I've, I've said, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I think the people he let go were not essential. Clearly, y'all kept saying it was gonna crash. The world way to the World Cup. It is not crash. I think he's kept the people. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying Elon is no genius or nothing like that. I just think that it was probably a lot of uh, fluff at Twitter. We know over the fucking the pandemic and with the Black Lives Matter, everybody hiring a bunch of, you know, just was hiring a bunch of bullshit and hiring a bunch of people. And nobody was planning for after the pandemic. That's why Netflix and all these tech companies, they're having all these layoffs because they nobody was playing. Okay, yeah, everybody in the house watching streaming, we're making all this money, whoop-de-woo, but nobody was playing the Peloton, always selling all these bikes because everybody in the house, can gyms are closed, whoop-de-woo, but nobody was planning for what happens when the shit gets back open. And that's what all these layoffs and cuts are about. It's not a recession. It's going back to regular uh, levels because shit was so inflated. And I told y'all that. I was like, I guarantee you, he's not cutting anybody that's not gonna let this app run there was a lot of redundancies they probably had four or five engineers manning the same shit, and it's like yeah, that's nice, but we really can only do it one or two, so y'all gotta go, cause we paid 44 billion dollars and we gotta make this, make some fucking money um, and I told y'all that, every little, I mean just he just clearly didn't know what he's doing, he's flying by the seat of his pants, he's taking these stupid ass polls, letting Trump back on, what did I say, I was like, look, at some point, you, all of that fucking own the libs and right wing dumb shit, runs into reality, you either gonna be an act that's gonna make money and be profitable, or you're not, and all of this dumb shit you're doing, letting Trump back on, and you can't link to this, you can't, advertisers are not paying for that, they're gonna be like, fine dude, go the fuck ahead, we not gonna beat, we not have, if you letting that dude back on the app, and, and all these people calling people niggers and all this shit, we not gonna be on here, 
So yeah, they're gonna lose the money. And I told y'all, Twitter, all they have to do is figure out the ads. They trying to they trying to reinvent the wheel. Like y'all ads are terrible. Just figure out how to do the ads. Instagram is great at it. Why do I have sports betting random shit? It's actually getting better now, though. I noticed it's getting better now. Like I don't have that so much. I still have random ads popping up, but the random ads that pop up are are related to things that I engage with, I've noticed that, like, it'll be, like, if I read a variety, like, if I read a tweet from variety, then I'll scroll, and, like, an ad will be from variety, or from, uh, or from some other, um, trade magazine, so I'm like, okay, okay, they're getting better, they're getting better, because before, it was just random, betting ads, and this, that, and Cialis, and it's like, what is this, so, once they figure that out, I think they'll be fine, I told y'all before, I love content moderation because people out on here again, you can't really at Elon, but like, I mean, duh. People upset about that. Oh, he said it was gonna be free speech, and then he kicked off my friend Dave, because your friend Dave is fucking with him. And I mean, you could call it petty and immature and all that. It might be, but bitch, this is my motherfucking app. I pay $44 billion for you. ain't gonna be at me talking shit, nerd-ass nigga. Like, they all the same dorks. They all the same sensitive, soft-ass, corny-ass dorks. So the same way y'all was all... P- panties all in the bunch because Elon wanted to take y'all little special blue checks and made you feel fucking special and important and threw the fucking temper tantrum and swore that it was the end of Twitter and the end of the internet as we know it because you didn't have your fucking blue check that's the same way Elon being petty about y'all talking shit about it. just stop adding them it's people on Twitter that talk shit about Elon they don't get their shit snatched because they don't add him y'all putting out his assassination coordinates Elon said stop doing that shit so- <laughs> Yo, that is the funniest shit ever. I use that from now on. Like, hey, we assassination coordinates. Elon said they was setting him up. <laughs> Elon said, y'all tracking my shit. Y'all setting me up to be assassinated. These are my assassination coordinates. But you know what's funny about that, though? Because I think, like I said... He's fucking around with them bone saw boys. And I guarantee you, they done might have said to him, maybe direct, maybe not so direct, maybe just the implication, or maybe he just know that you know we'll kill you, right? <laughs> we know you. F- so that's what I thought of. That's why I thought it was so funny. I was like, why would this nigga say assassination coordinates? Because he worried somebody gonna kill his ass. Because <laughs> he owed these motherfuckers all this money. And he can't figure out how to work to make this fucking app not be a joke. That's why I thought that shit was funny. I was like, that shit ain't come out of nowhere, that nigga's on edge that, hey man, I gotta get this, these motherfuckers is not playing about their money so, hold on I got my water Damn, let's bring this a little closer here I just thought that was extra funny, bro <laughs> the assassination coordinates. I'ma say that now. Somebody about where you at, nigga? What you want to try to find out my assassination coordinates? I'll be there when I be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I told y'all, I told y'all I was gonna force him out and put a new CEO in there. And I don't know who it's gonna be, but they need to get somebody that's like um knows how to do social media. You know what I mean? Like like Elon, you're building cars on the assembly line, this ain't the same shit. Get somebody who knows how to run social media, who understands Twitter culture. And how it works. That's what you need. But I do. I ain't gonna lie. I said before. I'm. I. I. I appreciate that the content moderation going away. I feel like I see less. Um. I see less. Um. What. What is the word? It's less nonsense. Like you can tell people shut the fuck up. 
or call, you know what I mean, and, and not worry about motherfucker reporting you for a threat or vi- whatever, like, you know, you could just, I, I like it, you can curse on here now, you don't worry about it, you just can't fucking, you still can't, like I said, the people act like he just dropped all content moderation, he didn't, if you read through it, it said, you still can't threaten people, you still, like, the major shit, you still couldn't do, all he said was, look, all these, these, some of these accounts that got banned, permanently got banned on some bullshit, some maybe not some bullshit, but, you know, we gonna let everybody back, here's the rules, now if you break these rules again, you're gonna get kicked off again, but we're gonna let you back, because, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of fuckery going on, a lot of wasn't really sure what could be said, and I said, and some of this shit was a little biased, and all of that, so we're just gonna let everybody back on, I didn't have no problem with that, like I said, I don't see all of these hateful shit y'all be talking about, cause I don't engage with that shit, only time I see half of that shit is when y'all knucklehead asses be retweeting it, cause like I said, the people who complain and, 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 and about that shit the most, be the problem, so, I, I, yeah, so, I, I'll be curious to see who the next CEO is, um, what's next, so, these two things I didn't really want to comment on too much, but I, I'm just gonna touch on them lightly, the thing with Master P and Romeo, if you don't know, um, Master P, I think on Instagram, did like, um, who, somebody killed themselves recently, I think it was, um, oh yeah, 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 the, the, um, the DJ on Ellen committed suicide, and, um, Master P, uh, to, I, 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 this is, I'm getting this from Twitter, I didn't actually see the actual post, but when, from what I understand, he put, like, some long-ass, I don't know, suicide is bad message on there, right, and Romeo, I'm not sure if he did it on Instagram or on Twitter, responded, and was like, yo, I cannot hold my tongue anymore, like, you had your own kids, um, who have been dealing with depression and, and stuff like that, I don't, he didn't say suicide, but he just said depression, and you have not been around, but you gonna put all this shit for some stranger that you didn't know, and that just kicked off a back and forth with them, and I just wanna say, the fact that it kicked off a back and forth is why, I mean, I just believe Romeo, because I just don't think he has any reason to lie, like that, and just his, the first post he had, it just basically was like, dog, you, you, you on, you're not even there for your own children, but you're gonna do this post on this guy you barely knew, you know what I mean, it just seemed very, not fake to me, right, so, uh, or, or sincere to me, right, and, but the fact that it turned into a back and forth is how I believe Lil Roma, because, you as a grown man, if that's your son and he puts something like that on the internet, whether it's true whether you think it's a stunt, whether you think he should or shouldn't, that is not an exchange that should have carried on on the internet like it did, the reason it carried on on the internet like it did is because Romeo was telling the truth that y'all don't, you don't be around for them like that and you don't see them like that and you doing all this shit on the internet for the internet that's why I carried on, cause ain't no grown ass man that's a father would've kept going at the day. they would've not responded and text that boy, or call the boy, or whatever, or, or something like that, the fact that it kept going back and forth, back and forth, and Romeo really wasn't saying nothing, he only, he said that one thing, then, um, Master P came back with some bullshit on, on social media, and then it was like, oh, this is all about, it just, it just turned into a back and forth, and if, and, and every time Romeo came out, so if ultimately Romeo was like, look, man, I ain't stunting for nothing, I'm just saying that you've not been there for us, you fronting, you on social media with this stranger ass man, meanwhile, you know, we, I know, I, 
uh, you know, your, your own kids never see you, you be fronting like we live in large, we not, we never really did, and then, then that's when Master P was like, oh, this is about money, and blah, 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 and I, I can't, and Romeo was like, it actually, it's not about money, because we don't have no money, because you fronting and faking, and you took all my little Romeo money to pay your fucking taxes, and we ain't even got no loot like that, and I never said nothing about that neither, but since you brought it up, saying I'm just saying this for money, I'm gonna say it now, I believe every single word Romeo said, I know I saw Romeo doing that ICDC commercial, yeah, I ain't never seen, uh, Northwest and them doing them none of them commercials. I ain't never seen Zoe Kravitz doing none of them commercials. I ain't never seen these other celebrity kids. I ain't never seen Sean Combs and Justin Combs or none of them or Quincy doing none of them commercials. Okay, because they don't they don't need money, so they set up. So if you doing an ICDC commercial, that that looks funny to me. And also, what really looked funny to me, and I think I said this before, is when when um Kim when Trump was still in office and they were talking about Kim trying to get um. Monica's little jelly bird uh, baby daddy out of jail um, he, he just, he was so upset about that, he just was like and I'm like, dog, why are you mad about her trying to get your brother out he's just like, he was just so upset because it just was, he was making it about, it just was I told him this and I tried to get him out and it's like, bro, if who does it why does it matter if she gets him out, whoever gets him out, if he gets out, why are you making this about you? And so I've just been looking at him shady since then, because I'm like, why are you, why are you making this about what you told him? And how, I, I, oh, you, you wasting your time and you for publicity? How's she for publicity? You think Kim Kardashian need super slim? What was it? Slim? I don't even know. I call him Monica Jellybird, baby daddy. To get out, she don't need him. She was just trying to be like, hey, I'll ask him if you want. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if she ended up asking or not. But, like, he was just so upset about that. And I was like, that nigga's shady because you should just be, ha- you, you should have been like, yo, we did everything we could, but, hey, if you could go ahead and get my brother out, please do. That's what it should have been. But he was, like, salty that it was going to be her and not him. And I just, I believe everything Romeo said. And, um, you know, it just... It just goes to show, like, so many people look at these celebrities and look at these people and, and like some, and like Bassie said, outsourcing they, they, their, their self-esteem, like, trying to live vicariously through these people, and it's like, you can't, you don't know their lives, you don't know their situation, and even if you do, you might not want it anyway, you know, and that's just, like, that was a perfect one, but, but, I never really... I, it was not surprising to me when Lil Romeo said they ain't really have money like that and they wasn't born like that because, um, you know, somebody said this on Twitter and it's true and I've said this many times too. You know, like what I like, like what people are saying with like, look, y'all so called hustling people love to make. Oh, I can't work for another person. I can't work for a nine to five. Like I like I've said, listen, you're not really an entrepreneur, okay? You hustling, chasing checks check to check, if that's what you want to do that's fine, but that's not, most people don't want that, they go to, we go to school and we get education, we get skills we get degrees and we get career fields because we don't want to have to do that, I'm not I don't, I'm too old to be chasing a check and worrying about where my next meal's coming from and what I killed, I'm not, I'm not interested in that, I'm not interested in that at all, I, I, I want to go to work and do a job and trade my skills and my experience for some money, that's what I want to do and a lot of these dudes, these these rappers that, that they don't have the money that you think they do because, and they don't have the business acumen that you think they do because, like, somebody on Twitter said, and I agree with, a, a, a lot of these dudes that start in drugs, they don't have the business sense that you think they do. 
that drug mentality, this is what I said about, like, people buying these drugs from it and people just not being good business people. Like, they're not, the ones who make a lot of money and are really good are able to, they are smart enough to leverage their celebrity. These other people want them for spokespeople. These other people want them for their, for their cachet. But they're not, these people are not business geniuses. They get paid by companies to support a brand or build a brand or do this little, like the same, this, this shit with, with Kanye. I'm like, oh my God, he didn't own it. No, because Adidas not signing that shit over. We Adidas. Nigga, yeah, we'll pay you this money and we'll give you the sneaker line because we recognize that you have an audience that'll bring, but we Adidas, nigga, we don't need you. No, why would we give you the copyrights? No. Trademarks? No. We're Adidas. We can get anybody. So, Nike, same thing. Nike let the nigga roll. Nike said, all right, and I, that shit hurt my soul because them fucking Air Yeezys was the best sneakers ever. But Nike was like, nigga, look, you not coming in here and changing our business. We not letting you do all this all this nonsense you talking about. So if you want to take your little your little name and go, go ahead. Go over to Adidas. Go ahead. We not letting you play your little your porn up in our office, bitch. We Nike. Get the fuck out of here. Adidas might, might you know, they're trying to catch us. Maybe they'll let you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mm, find somebody else to do it. Nike was like, <laughs> find somebody else. So... Um, I believe it because he rec- that Ricky Williams contract. He he negotiated the worst. Ricky Williams is out of the NFL because because Master P negotiated the worst contract anybody has ever seen for him. It was terrible, and and it was at that point that I knew I was like, oh, this nigga is 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 just another hustler that was selling CDs out his how his trunk got into the music industry because the music industry at to, to a point works a lot like the drug business, so that's why a lot of these drug boys can come in but and make some money, but to a point once you, like I said, to a point once you start getting to a point where you want to deal with these corporate brands, and you want these branding endorsements, you want these JVs you have to switch it up a little because that drug boy shit doesn't work anymore and that's what a lot of people don't realize okay, these these guys, they get the accountants, and they get the lawyers, and they get the people on the deal, they're not on their, it's just their name, they're the brand, they're selling it, they, they Lady Eloise, but they don't be involved in these deals like y'all think they do, the lawyer tell them what to say, the manager tell them what they say, and that's why a lot of shit goes the way it goes, okay, and so, this is just a per- another perfect example of that, and I'm glad that uh, Romeo did that, and I hope that him and his family, you know, are okay and work it out, but I don't believe he lied at all, I believe every word that he said alright, so what's that, oh my lights just came on, so these are the things that, um I left to the end because I was going to rant a little bit on them, but Maybe not so much, but I will. These are be like longer topics. So, Meg is Tory Lane's trial for shooting Meg the Stallion is ongoing. I think they're recessed for today. And I'm, I've got a few things to say about this, but the main, the first, you know, people. <laughs> this is so yeah. I'm a true crime person, y'all know that, but I'm also an attorney, I'm not a criminal attorney, but, you know, I, I average, been to law school, and done some, done legal work, barred attorney, Mike can't tell you all the in and outs in litigation, but they can tell, they can they absolutely tell you when an attorney is doing good, or when he's doing bad, and who's, you know what I mean, what the law is, and who's proving the case, and who's not, I think the average attorney can, can tell you that, right? 
Um, what's most surprising me about all of this is that this is still going. It's not surprising me, but it's it's surprising me in the silliness of it because this is a very straightforward case. She, he shot her. This is not OJ. This is not a who done it. This is, I feel like people watch too much TV because I keep hearing oh there's a lot of reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt is doubt that is reasonable. A case that I think that most people disagree with me on, but I think was decided correctly because of reasonable doubt was the Casey Anthony case. I know a lot of people think she's guilty of killing her daughter. I actually don't. I think the daughter died by accident. I'm not sure if it was drowning or if she gave her some pills to make her go to sleep. She overdosed. I don't think she meant to kill that little girl. But I think that she should have been found not guilty because because reasonable doubt means doubt that a reasonable person could not overcome to convict somebody of a crime. And the reason I say that Kelsey... Uh, Casey Anthony uh, verdict was correct is because, and I had everybody disagreeing with the time, but I don't care. I know, I listen. I know Big Nancy Grace was on was on Casey's neck. I know Big Nancy Grace ain't want to hear a fucking thing. According to Big Nancy Grace, Kelsey, uh, um, Casey was 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 guilty as a motherfucker, and you couldn't tell her no different. I disagreed because to me. If I'm a juror on a on a on a case, and this if anybody who watches knows anything about the law, knows anything about criminal justice, certainly anybody that listens to True Crime Podcast, if you can't ascertain a cause of death, if you can't say how the person died, then you cannot technically say that if they were murdered. Now you can bring in other circumstantial evidence that can lead that can uh establish murder and you know there's some kind of deductions that you could do but when but the, the thing that bothered me about the Casey Anthony case I never bought the, the, the prosecution's theory of how she died and the reason why is because they didn't know how she died because the body was found so late there was no cause of death they couldn't say it did she drown did she overdose did she fall and break her neck you can't and, and you want me to say, you but you have this theory that this lady tied this duct tape around this baby's and suffocate based on what you just made that shit the fuck up like there's no there was no I am a physical you have to I'm not saying that circumstantial evidence doesn't matter because circumstantial evidence people try to dismiss it, but circumstantial evidence, it might be circumstances, but it might be very strong, and enough of it, anybody with sense, you know, circumstantial evidence, I left five dollars on this on this table, and I walked out the room, you walked in the room after me, you left out the room behind me, when I come back in the room, the five dollars is gone the five dollars is nowhere in the room nobody else entered the room, nobody else left the room I walked in, put five dollars down, I walked out, you walked in left the room, when I come back in the five, that's circumstantial, there's no cameras I didn't see you take it, nobody saw you take it, but the only other explanation is it evaporated in the, in the you know, clean air, poof and we know that didn't happen, so a reasonable person can um, can uh, intuit that you took the five dollars okay, that's a case where circumstantial evidence can prove, you know, it's, it's, it can be very, um, convincing, however, in a murder, if you can't tell me when the person died exactly, what they died from, but you want, you have this theory that this person killed her, and this is how they do it, and, and, and the way you came up with it is some ridiculous shit, oh, she wrapped her head in duct tape and suffocated her, and that's why there were no, like, you, you made that shit up, bro, like, that makes no sense, there's no physical evidence to back that, you gotta let her go, 
that's reasonable doubt. I know that's reasonable. Like, I cannot send this woman to jail for murder when you can't even prove that the, the victim was murdered and you're telling me this goofy-ass story. The reason why people think Casey Anthony's guilty because people get caught up in bullshit and all the story that defense attorneys like to spin and this and that and all that. I don't, I don't pay attention to that. I look at the, the physical evidence and what does it tell me, and that's, I guess that's because I have an intel background, I have, you know, somewhat of an investigative background, and that's what you do, you let the evidence lead you to the truth, you don't come up with the truth, or come up with a story, and then try to fit the evidence to it, that's how innocent people end up in jail, that's how cases go cold, and that's how, you know, people who, who commit these heinous crimes never get held accountable because you have police officers and who want to make up a story of what they think happened and run with that and not follow the evidence. This is, a shooting is very simple. Somebody shot, somebody got shot. If you find the weapon, the reason why, the only time shootings really don't get, you can't get a person on shootings if you can't find the weapon. That's why what do murderers do? When they shoot you, they throw the weapons out. Because if you can't find the weapon, you can't match the round to the weapon. You can't put, connect the weapon to the person. You can't put the weapon in a person's hand. You can't convict them. That's not the case here. They have the bullet fragments, they have the gun, and they have the person who pulled the trigger. It fits the, the it fits the weapon, they have all kind of witnesses, every witness, matter of fact, even the defense witnesses, putting the gun in this man's hand who Meg slept with or didn't sleep with, what they was arguing off the part, it has no bearing. People are bringing, his defense is bringing all this shit in because I think they think that their jury is the jury of public opinion or the blogs, I'm not really sure. But I have not heard, I don't even know why this trial is going on this long. And I found out, I've been saying that I think that his lawyer is terrible. I think that his lawyer, I was like, this must be the one lawyer that didn't tell him to take a plea deal. Somebody looked it up, the dude is actually a personal injury attorney. That makes perfect sense. I'm like, so no criminal attorney took your case because they saw the video of you shooting, they saw the video of her being shot, they got the tape of the other person in the car saying it was you, like, this is not the OJ case, guy, this is not a whodunit, this is like nobody saw it, the blood didn't match, the glove don't fit, you must have quit, this is not that case, this is, I've seen people go to jail on way less evidence than this, they got body cams, they got all of that, um, I, if I'm on the jury at this point, that, that, uh, Kelsey girl would have irritated the fuck out of me, because, listen, jurors don't be as dumb as y'all think they do, I told y'all my jury duty experience, right, and it's like, jurors, if you play, you know, like, they're regular people, like, don't play us stupid, I, I, I know this, because, like I said, I listen to a lot of true crime, and they talk to a lot of jurors, and, and the thing about it is, people are like, oh, well, so-and-so says, so that's reasonable doubt, just because a person got up on the stand, and said something that helps the defense, that doesn't mean there's reasonable doubt, because the jurors can assess, the part of the jury's job, is to assess that witness, and if we, through the internet, could figure out that she was lying, and telling her story, and probably got paid to change her story, so could the jury, like, the jury weighs evidence, and this is funny to me, because whenever, like, be it serial or whatever case, people always be claiming so-and-so's is because this witness said blah, 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 and I'm like, just because a witness said something, people weigh evidence, and a witness saying something that goes against all of this physical evidence, it goes against all of everything else that somebody said, that's a witness that is not, you don't give that witness weight, okay, well she says he was in the library, therefore that's reasonable doubt, no it's not, because the cell phone that he had in his pocket says he was in Baltimore on the other side of town where that girl's body was found, so I'm sorry, you could put the witness on the stand and say that he was in the library, but that's not, 
she's wrong. Or she misremembering, I don't know. But I'm not taking her word over this physical evidence where they done went to Verizon and pinged the phone and Verizon lets me know that he's in Baltimore. This girl, I don't know what she's talking about. People weigh witnesses, so I don't really see all this real. If they could get one person, these, the, the DA has video. Every single witness has said he's fired. There's only four people in the car. The bodyguard we know didn't do it. Kelsey girl saying she didn't do it. So, who's left? Like, I don't, I'm not seeing this great defense. I, I, I don't see this confusion that everybody's talking about. People, she slept with this person, she slept with that. What does it have to do with it? it nothing, only thing that matters is what happened on that night. He either shot that girl or he didn't shoot that girl. And y'all sound crazy. You can't shoot a person. Like, it could have been a prostitute. Man could have been a fucking prostitute. If you shoot a prostitute, guess what? They lock you up, they put you on trial. You think that you can pull every... Oh, she's here's all her clients in to tell her what a bad hooker she was and that's gonna get you off? No! Nigga, you shot her. The blood, the bullets match, the guns match, we got you on the street camera shooting at her. What is all of this? But everybody in the U.S. has a right to a trial, so I guess he's just gonna drag every kind of witness in, I think he is a terrible lawyer, his lawyer is horrible, I'm not sure why his lawyer, I think his lawyer thinks that this stuff is impressing people, but it's really not, it looks really bad, because you've not countered any of the state's evidence whatsoever, this long me, me, you know, was it Kelsey thing, I don't think anybody believes that that girl shot her, Meg says it was you she says it was you, the neighbors say it was you, the witnesses say it was you like I just, I don't see what, why people think this is such a difficult case, what I would be worried about, and I, and what, with them clearly getting to the, to the Kelsey girl to get her to change her testimony what I would be worried about is them trying to maybe drop bribe a juror, and a couple days ago, they said one of the jurors was dismissed, because um something, sound like that she, they had gotten to her all I, all I want to say about the trial is, like, I feel, this is, to me, I don't know who these people are on this, to me, it seemed like a bunch of niggas who are used to bullying, maybe, look, maybe this shit y'all doing might work down in Houston, bribing the witnesses and all of that, maybe that's what gets you off down in Houston, but in LA, I don't see it, I don't see it happening, I, I think the reason why you have a personal injury attorney is because every criminal attorney was like, dog, they got you on video, the gun matches, all the, you're not gonna be able to bring nobody, everybody that you bring in is gonna say you shot the girl, you need to just take a plea, because you, this is not, the state got you dead to rights, you need to take a plea, and he probably just found the one private investigator, I mean, the um, personal injury attorney, who told him, alright, get you, because per, if you ever seen a personal injury trial or a personal injury lawyer, they just, talk, like, those those would be the dumb, like, that's the jury that I was gonna be on, and that's why I wanted off of it, cause I ain't, them personal injury trials, no thank you, that's, when you think about like, ambulance chasers, they call them, and clown lawyers, that just make ridiculous, that's personal injury all day and, it doesn't matter in a personal injury case, you just bring in as much shit as you can, you bring in as much distraction as you can you overwhelm, because you know at the end of the day, you're probably gonna get something like, the jury's probably gonna find that you were injured in some kind of way, give you some kind of money, it might, cause jurors like most jurors, they don't, they want to rule against corporations, you know what I mean, like, so, it's a different, it's a different trial than a criminal trial, and I just, I don't know, I just think people, it's, I don't know, I'm not, these people who who think that this is 
somehow up in the air, or this is somehow, I mean, I would just be worried about him having bribed the juror, I would be worried about, you know, I don't know, I, I to me, <laughs> when the defense witnesses that you're calling for your defense are on the stand saying, they saw you shot, the, the, they saw you shoot the, the, the victim, I, I don't think it's going well for you, that's all I'm gonna say, I don't think it's going well for you, and interjecting that, you know, well, so-and-so was mad because so-and-so went, first of all, let me say something, this has been irking me too, Meg Thee Stallion is a star, that Kelsey girl would only be around Tori and all these other people because of Meg, Meg is the star, Meg is the one that's giving her the entree, none of these dudes would know or give a fuck about her if she was not attached to Meg, Meg is the one getting invited to the party, Kelsey, nobody is inviting you to Kylie Jenner's house, they invited Meg to stay, and from what I understand, the reason why Kylie got upset and kicked them out is because she invited Meg, she ain't invite the people that Meg brought along, she ain't invite Tori, and she ain't invite that girl, and Kylie got tired of them, that's what I understand, okay, so, all these people, well, she wasn't a good friend, because she went behind Meg, you can't go behind Meg's back, anybody that you get as hanging out with Meg is one of Meg's hanger on, that's one of Meg's cast-offs, because clearly, they gonna want to fuck Meg, because Meg is the star, so, if, if you're, get, this is, when this works for dudes, everybody understands, like, Drake, all his homeboys, whatever girls they get, they're girls that really want to fuck Drake, and they think that, oh, well, you know, I, if I can't get Drake, I'll get his homeboy, whatever, and that'll work my way up to Drake, like, this is a groupie story to day one, but when it's Meg, all of a sudden, there's this, oh, well, she went behind her, you can't go behind her back, go, well, go behind her back, how? These niggas are not your niggas, these are my niggas, like, these are niggas trying to fuck me, and if I don't want to, then they'll probably try to fuck you, cause you my friend, there's no going behind your back, if I decide I wanna, you know, I, I don't know why, you would decide you want to fuck Tori, but if you decide you want to fuck Tori, you're not going behind her back, because Tori was trying, that's the one he wants, that's who he's trying to fuck anyway, of course he'll fuck the friend, cause he's a nigga, and niggas will fuck anything, I don't, that shit is killing me, like, they're not equal, they're not on equal footing here, we're not too girls who, we coming in, and I'm talking to him, and you're talking to him, no, all these niggas are trying to talk to me, and I'm like, hey, well, that nigga over there, I don't want him, but you should go ahead and check for him, because, go ahead, you would not be around any of these dudes, if not in proximity to Max, this is what I'm saying, I don't understand what all this shit is about, that's all I want to say on that, like, what are you talking about, when I should whip behind their back, girl, your back is, be back in Houston, if it wasn't for me, like, what the fuck are you talking about, um, yeah, so, I don't know, uh, hopefully that should be over with soon, because I'm tired of hearing about it, and I'm tired of the stupid takes, I'm tired of these media blogs that are being paid to, like, reading comprehension is, is at all time. listen, y'all gonna be hooked up to plows, this is what I be talking about, when people read a sentence and they can't find the main point, and they thinking and say something they don't say, hooked up to plows, okay, Finally, finally. Well, um, next thing. So I just wanted to say this real quick, and this might be a controversial take, but I can't help it. There is too much diversity on TV. Like I know we want some diversity, but it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous now. I don't think. Put it. Let me let me re say that when black people were saying that they wanted to see themselves on TV, what we meant was, 
we wanted to see, we wanted black creators to be able to do shows too. We wanted to see, you know, back in the 90s when you had the Martin, we wanted black content for black people. We wanted, you know, Quinta Brunson's and the Issa Rays and it's more of them. We want to see stuff for us too. We don't want to see all these, it's just all white shit, okay? That's fine. We'll watch that too, but it's no reason we can't have our own stuff. Why can't our own stuff get made? We don't have the same lives. We want to see our own shit. That's what we were saying when we said diversity. We didn't mean, we didn't mean, I don't know if these new folks chasing white acceptance and the chasing white awards, this, all this, it's going too far. It is not, the main, back in the day, back in the 90s, there was this big fault about friends, bring black people on friends. Most black people I know did not give a fuck about friends because we did not watch friends. We didn't want, we didn't mean diversity by put black people on friends. We meant diversity like we want to be able to make a show for black people. We want living single, which actually came before friends. We want to have more living singles. We want to have more Martins. We want to have more, um, um, my wife and kids. We want to have more black programs with black people. TV is ridiculously every cast you turn on and I'm bringing up the L word with this because the L word is very egregious. I'm going to go on them, in, on, a, on them in a second. But like every friend group, like I'm watching Netflix. It's always an interracial couple. Nothing wrong with interracial. I'm not saying that. But like why can't we have a black couple? Why can't we have a black wife and a black husband and black kids? Why can't we have a white, you know, if you're going to have the white program, have the white program. All these, pro- it's a it's an interracial couple, they got one Asian kid, one white kid, one black kid, one black, it's like, it's like somebody's going down a checklist of diversity. I know what these new people like that, but it's very whack. It's making very whack TV, and it's not realistic, and it's ridiculous, and the reason I said that I wanted to bring the, the um, L word up is because I watched this L word Generation Q. And I like the show, but I gotta say, I like season one way better than I am liking season two. Now, Kehlani aside, because Kehlani was great, her and Shane were great, ugh, I wish it could have been more, but they were amazing. Um, but, like, and I hope this don't upset nobody, I don't mean, excuse me, I don't mean to be problematic, but, like, this, there's a storyline in the Over Generation Q where there's a, um, trans man, which I could do without, sorry, it's a show about lesbians. Why, this is what I'm talking about with the lesbians and everybody gets in. Why do we need a trans man? I'm not saying trans men can't have their own TV show. I'm not saying they shouldn't be represented, but why, put them on the trans man show or put them on the, I don't know, whatever of the show. Not the show about lesbians, right? And I didn't like it when they did it the first time either. He's, he's dating one of the other characters' sisters who's in the wheelchair. It's awkward. It's boring she's an asshole, by the way, her personality is terrible, he just, I just, it just, I could do without it, I don't want to see it, this is what I mean by lesbians being too inclusive, I'm sorry, I don't mean no disrespect, but I watched the L word for lesbians, and I don't want to see this trans man in this wheelchair, straight, quote finger, straight couple dynamic, it's, I hate it, and it's so boring, and that's why I don't like when they make Alice bisexual, because listen, if I want to see a show with a couple with a man and a woman, I can turn on a million gazillion other different shows, I'll turn this on to see fucking lesbians, okay, first season, I'm, and this look, I'm sure there's some segment of the population of the original L word that is Bettentina stands. I know they had it all over YouTube. I know, but I think I think that 
the creators don't understand how much of us really, really, really are tired of Bet and Tina and, and would have been fine with them to be divorced and never see Tina again and for Bet to get on her life with, with somebody else and Pippa would have been great. First season, they put Bet with a black woman. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. I thought I was like, please bring her back. But no, here they go with this Bet and Tina. Fine. I just think y'all, I, I want y'all to know that I think that a good more than half of your audience is tired of it. But whatever. But it's just, it's too much, like, y'all. Like, every show, like, every show. And, and and you got, and this is another thing. And this is, I'm on the, you know, I'm on the gay agenda board, board of directors. And, you know, our agenda, we put it into action. It's working well. We got a lot of good pickups this year. But, like, we don't need gays in every show, y'all. Like, it's, y'all be doing too much. Like, don't just stick us in there to stick us in there. If it's going to be, just make more gay shows. I'm so tired of different, of these shows where there's all straight people and then the one gay friend. That doesn't happen in reality. Not saying that gay people don't have straight friends. We do, but we don't hang out like that. We have our other gay people. We go to gay bars. We have do gay shit. We don't hang straight people. We don't hang with them like that. Because nobody want to be sitting around them and they little boy, like, ugh. Boring. Nobody does that. But every show, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be an interracial couple. Usually a white man and a black woman. They don't typically do it the other way. It's going to be somebody random gay and their girlfriend. And it's probably going to be a white girl and some POC. Never black. Can we just get some regular degla? That's my other gripe with the L word. I see y'all doing diversity, but it's like y'all got everything but a red. Y'all got the Latino. Y'all got the trans man. Y'all got the girl in the world wheelchair. Y'all got um, the mixed girl. And the black people that y'all have are like the kind of black people that have all white friends. And I just want a regular Jagger. Like, can y'all get one black person in that whitest room that could write a regular black person to the show? And if you want to know what I mean by a regular black person, I'm talking about the kind of people we see on Insecure. And I have my issues with Insecure, but I'm saying, black people who grew up around black people, who grew up in black neighborhoods, who went to black schools, who have black friends, who do black things. That's Can we get that on the show? I'm tired of these mixed race all my friends are white, I do white shit, I go to Dinosaur, I dance to white music, I hang out at the white lesbian club, like, that's, that's, that's the only kind of black people we can get, I have all these shit, and I have, like, um, Lou called it sh- slut shrapnel, I got all the slut shrapnel in my face, I got the, 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 it's just, it's, it's very white gay, dropping, the, that's, that's the, what I said about the queer ass folk that I didn't like, it's very white gay, but we gonna drop the black okay in it, or we gonna drop the, uh, the, the random looks white Latino in it, it's just very boring, and y'all doing too much, and it's getting, like, I can't even, some of these shows I can't even watch, cause it's like, oh my god, like why is this random black person in the middle of Ireland adopted by this white lady and her Chinese husband, like what is happening? This is ridiculous! Do diversity the right way. Give the Asians a program they can watch about Asian people. Give the black people a program they can watch about Asian uh, black black people doing black things. Give the Asians an Asian show. Asian people doing Asian Queens is full of Asians. You can't make a show. I mean, Nora from Queens was one that um that Aquafina did, but you can't make a show set in Queens with Asian people. Remember Ugly Betty? I love that show. Set in Queens with Latino like that. Like she was at work as the Latino from Queens. That's diversity. That's how you do it. But her her family and her friend group were Latinos. It wasn't oh here's my random friend Karen. Here's my I hate that. Nobody hangs out like that. Nobody's friend group is like that. 
It's so ridiculous. Cut it out. And in the future, these shows set in the future. Why it's never no black people? Let me tell you something, white people. Y'all not gonna survive nothing that we don't. Okay? Just get it out your mind. Y'all ain't been through nothing. We survived slavery, the middle passage, and we still here thriving and survive. Y'all not gonna survive nothing that we didn't. So all this shit in the future where there ain't no black people, not realistic. I just I, I just had to say that. I'm tired of it. I, I just I, you know the L word y'all need y'all need I can tell if you got a black writer in the room, it's some new black that, you know, I don't know, grew up in the suburbs around all white because it's not really given. Um and y'all could just do better, okay? I I, I love Shane. I, oh, and that's the other thing. I see what y'all trying to do with Shane and Alice the L word. Y'all better not. Y'all better not. I see what y'all trying to do. I see where you're headed. You better not. That's all I gotta say. You better not. Alright. Um, I just, I just want to say that, because I'm tired, like, a lot of these, a lot of these shows I'm watching, and I'm just like, I can't with this, because it's just so artificially set up. I read, if if you're gonna have a show with white people, have a show with white, make it be a good show, that's okay. We we don't have successions, all of these shows are the white shows, that's fine. I watch a good white show, when we say diversity, we also want a black, we want, we want to not only see white shows, is what we're saying. And we want to have a black show that you give more than eight seasons before you cancel. That's all. All right. So finally, and I've said this before, but I'm leaving weak shit in 2022. And what I mean by that, and it's connected to what I said about Twitter, like, and and what I said on the last episode, like, people are always telling me, like, oh, you 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 cut through the bullshit. You be so direct, and I'm be like, I'm not really direct. Like, I still don't be saying really what I want to say. And I'm going to start saying what I want to say, because I think that we have gone too far to the left. We have gone too far to where these fucking weirdo-ass people are like, you you, you know, they can't deal with anything that makes them uncomfortable. You know, oh, we need to get rid of that. We need, I'm tired of that shit. We need to get back outside. We need to get back to, y'all need to send these kids back outside. Y'all need to, all this helicopter parent, super sensitive shit. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm not going to disrespect anybody. And I don't know how to say whatever I have to say in a very disrespectful, in a very respectful way, the problem is these people nowadays just want to call anything that they don't like, or anything that makes them uncomfortable, disrespectful, and that's a bunch of bullshit, and I just hope that you all will join me in 2023, start telling people they shit is whack, start telling people they're whack, start telling people they sound crazy, stop bending over backwards to, to, to validate all these stupid, wild, fucking, dumbass opinions and, and triggers, and bullshit that people are going through I said I wasn't gonna say nothing but I'm gonna say it this whole Meghan Markle shit, it's driving me crazy, this whole shit, I don't even watch the Real Housewives of Potomac, but I, wa- I listen to enough podcasts where they talking about what's going on, and this whole colorism discussion, now I don't watch the show, but I do, I do watch, I do pay attention, and I do see the conversation, and I'm sick of this colorism, let me tell you something, this Meghan Markle's passing, and she's white, it's a bunch of bullshit, okay, listen, and I, and I know I'm going to upset some people about this. Colorism is a real thing. It really is. If colorism is, is, is a system, it's a, it's a form of systematic oppression. It's an offshoot of slavery. Where in slavery, we designated black people were slaves and not humans and chattel. And we can sell and do whatever we want to them. And as an offshoot of that, came this thing called colorism. Where 
if you if you are white, you are superior and you're a person and you're not a slave. But if you're black, you're inferior, you're an animal, you're a monkey, all this. And then in different places outside the U.S., where they had they had categories of that, and like the lighter you were, the closer to white you look, the more or less rights you had, the more or less um, privileges and immunities you had based on your on your on your skin color and that's a worldwide thing it's really big in latin america like i said they don't want to set up slavery in the first place where there's a preference to look lighter skin to look like europeans look like white people why i don't know because they don't look as good as we do and they age terribly but anyway it goes back to slavery that's colorism that is a systemic system it's a problem worldwide um it's uh the dude that played Nemoir and black panther talks about all the time how you can't get a latino you know movie made with uh, Latinos of color, it's always they're trying to be white, or they're in the white movies and they're playing white roles and they want to be white he was like, if you just watch TV you would think Mexico was Europe you know, like, that's colorism the shit that you people be talking about, black women especially, a lot of y'all is not colorism, it's just your hurt feelings and your jealousy and I don't mean jealous because in a typical light skin, or she just uh, in, in, you're jealous because you see people who are in the positions that you are and doing what you want to do and getting the attention that you would like to get, be it from boys or media or whoever that you would like to get and you have decided it's because they're light skin and you're dark skin, because really you have a self esteem issue in yourself and you have, a, you have a problem with your skin tone and you feel inferior and you feel slighted because you're dark, that's true, if you don't like it, I'm sorry, turn this shit off right now, but I'm telling you, y'all need to go talk to therapists and get out your grandma uh, preferring you, or preferring your cousins who are lighter over you, whatever your issue is whatever your trigger is, you need to go work it out, because I'm tired of hearing about it people are not arguing with so and so because she's dark skin, they're arguing with her because they fucking argumentative and they petty and they don't fucking like each other Okay, it, every every time somebody that's light skin has an issue with a dark skin person, it's not colorism. It's not because you're dark skin. Maybe she just don't like you, bitch. Wouldn't matter what color you were. Okay, I'm tired of it. It's it's not a thing. Y'all are insecure. Y'all are projecting y'all's little own stuff on the people's situations. Y'all want to make everything about colorism and this and that, and it's just not that. Okay, and I'm not gonna go into detail, but Triple T is a, is a is a podcast I listen to that I love, and and DM on there he said it perfectly. He was like, "Yo, even with this whole movie thing that people are always talking about, he was like, that's some shit you're saying. It's not reality. There's not a whole plethora of these light skinned bitches just taking roles. He was like, all the all the big stars are either brown skin or they're dark skin. The Viola Davises, the Lupita Nyong'o, the Taraji P Hensons, the the the, the um Kerry Washingtons, the the Halle Berry." A lot of people don't even know Halle Berry is mixed because she doesn't, She she's darker, she doesn't, she's brown skin, or, yeah, I think she's like a light brown, she's not dark brown, but she's a light brown, a lot of people don't even know that Halle Berry is mixed, okay, these are the big stars, it's not this whole world of these light-skinned bitches that's just at the top, it's just not, so what are y'all talking about, y'all see a light-skinned, uh, girl on the own, or out of, there's a family of five, and here go these eyeball geneticists, now how do two brown skin parents make it like, cause they do bitch the, the, the genetics are sneaky, sneaky things, they work how they wanna work, the ancestors come through when they want to, or when they don't want to the motherfucking uh, ginger jeans and white jeans, they might be recessive, but they only need a little bit to cling on to and most African Americans, you you know, y'all swear the darker you are, the more pure you are, the Af- that's not true 
That's not true. You take DNA tests on people that'll be very brown skinned and they might come up 60, 65% European ancestry because genetics don't work according to your eyeballs, bitch. And the shit is just dumb and I'm tired of it and she looks white. Well, I can't tell she's white. Okay, well, what are you? The fucking ruler of genetics? You the goddamn genetics Occam's ruler. If you can't tell they, they black, then they can't be black. Shut the fuck up. Y'all sound so fucking ignorant and dumb. And I'm tired of it. And I'm gonna just start saying that shit. I'm gonna stop tiptoeing around the shit. Cause I'm light skinned. And I done heard that shit all my whole life. I just don't really give a fuck. Cause like I said, a lot of people are insecure and they have self esteem issues. And that's your problem, not mine. You're not gonna project that on me, bitch. I, I, I ain't got nothing to do with what you got going on over there. I'm out of my business, okay? We could be cool and not be cool. But we ain't gonna do this light skinned, dark skinned shit all day. Cause I ain't got time for it. So, that's my closing note. I hope y'all can join me. Um, you know, I'm a practice homosexual. I don't have no color preference at all. I, I do, there's one brand, genre of person I'm not generally attracted to. I'm not going to say who it is here, but it's a whole genre. It's only like two people in that genre that I can name you that I find attractive. It's just not for me. No, no disrespect. It's just everybody had their type. Everybody like what they like. I tell you all, all the time, you ain't going to call me a racist because I don't want to date, you know, whoever over here because that's not my type. I don't give a fuck. But, um, I don't have no, if you find, you find dark skin, light skin, medium skin, butter pecan, all the whole Wu-Tang song, okay, and I think most people are like that, and and we all tired of y'all with y'all little inferiority complexes or whatever, grandmama trees, your cousin with the curly hair better, and so now you gotta, like, y'all need to work that shit out and leave the rest of us alone, because you're tiring, and you're fucking draining, and we're tired of fucking conversation in 2022, like, we ain't on the plantation no more, let it go, alright, and if y'all want to deal with colorism, let's go, let's deal with the actual system, but it don't be the shit y'all be talking about, y'all be mad cause the boy's like her and not you, and even let's say he is a coon ass nigga, and he it does have a preference for light skin, and it does come, like, okay, at, you talking him to death about it's not gonna change it, huh, he still likes the light skin, so why don't you just go find somebody like you, that boy, that boy's a lost cause, he thinks light bright next to white, whatever, it's greater, he wants the light skin, cause he wants the curly head, if that's what he wants, if that, for what, however reason it is, that's what he wants, you talking him to death about it, and giving him bell hooks, and, 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 and the bluest eye, and all these fucking books, nigga can't read anyway, it's not gonna change his mind, that's so all, I'm just like, I'm I just, I'm, I'm tired of it, and I'm leaving this shit in 2022, I'm tired of all this super sensitive trigger, and I'm not gonna disrespect nobody, it's not what I'm saying, I'm not gonna like, not, not none of that, but I'm tired of tiptoeing around all this crazy shit, and all these neurosis, and all y'all motherfuckers need to go lay on the therapist's couch and tell the fucking truth, so they can help you, and so you can stop getting on everybody else's nerves, and I'm tired of tiptoeing around this, though, ableism, shut the, I, what the fuck are you talking about, it's, uh, nigga, listen, if you're handicapped, we're gonna have the handicapped places for you, we're gonna have you special doors, we're gonna do everything that you need to accommodate your handicap, but that's it, we're not gonna be, like, bending over backwards to, to act like we're the same, we're not the same, I'm not in the wheelchair, I don't know what you want me to tell you, I'm not gonna walk slower because you're in a wheelchair, I'm not gonna not play, climb a wall, cause you're in a wheelchair, like, I, get out of here, so, yeah, um, that's it, guess this was pretty long, well, no, about an hour and a half, that's long enough, it's a little dark now, 
are getting dark, so I could go run my errands, but I wanted to knock this out for y'all, so it's knocked out, so now I could go get my turkey wings, so again, not sure if y'all get another episode, if y'all don't, happy new year, peace and blessings, happy holidays, all that, merry Christmas, ain't even Christmas yet, merry Christmas, all of that, wish all y'all the best, hope y'all get all your gifts, all your toys, you know, whatever boy, girl you want, I hope you get them too, um, and happy new year, but if, but if I do come back, then, you know, same wishes, but just, just know, this might be the last one before the new year's, although I really probably will try to get y'all another one, because it's not even Christmas yet, now I think about it, so that might be, you know, a little bit, but I don't know, maybe I'll take a break too, I'm rambling right now, but anyway, thanks for listening, thanks for asking, like me, rate me, tell a friend, I appreciate y'all rocking me with, rocking with me for this year, and all the years, I know the other podcasts, like, do these special episodes, 100 episode, this episode, that episode, I don't do that shit, because number one, I'll be keeping track, and don't be knowing until it comes up, and I'm like, oh, whatever, um, next year though, I am gonna do, um, I'm gonna have some more, I'm not gonna have more guests when I have more, I'm gonna bring Lou, I'm gonna try to bring Lou back on, cause that's, that's my nigga, and I, I, his episodes are well received, and I'm glad some of y'all, his, his podcast is, um, fuck, damn, what's your, neck of the woods, what is your fucking podcast, um, ah, sorry, I think it's neck of the woods, I forgot it just that fast, hold on, it is, oh shit, hell is round the corner, that's uh, Lou's podcast, listen to it, it's my favorite podcast lately, this nigga's funny as fuck, so I hope to do a couple more episodes with him, but I'm gonna bring some people on, but, you know, I'm still stick with mainly me, but, I, you know, I'm gonna try to, um, have some more, although, I'm gonna be real, a lot of people say they don't really prefer when I do guests, but they did like Lou, so I'm just saying, the ones that are popular, I'm gonna try to bring people back on, but next year it's gonna be exciting, um, make a few changes, um, you know, as much as possible with this whole job I got, but, um, yeah, um, you know, thank y'all, and I appreciate y'all for rocking with me this long, and sticking with me this long, and telling y'all friends, um, alright, that's it, I'm really rambling, peace.